Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. We're back with another Stacked Podcast interview. Uh, this time we have uh, Mark Harrison on from uh, CNP, who, which is one of the longest, as far as I know, one of the longest running supplement companies out of the UK, extremely well established. Uh, and yes, we have Mark here to talk about everything that's happened, going on, coming soon. Uh, welcome to the show. Cheers, Shane. Good to good to hear from you again. Um, yeah, bit of a weird year, weird year and a half um, in this industry at the minute, especially in the UK. So uh, yeah, it's been a bit of an bit of an odd one, but uh, yeah, we're coping okay, um, which is good. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, appreciate it. So uh, CMP, like I was telling you before, CMP really. I mean, I had been following you guys for a little bit. I mean, I knew of the brand. I knew of the brand mostly because of the name and the branding because I had actually seen it. I, I swear I'd seen it internationally before, just the uh, out, way outside of the UK. Um, and I had been following you for a little bit. Um, some of what you did in 2019, I quite liked. the. It was like that, that, that tri-series pre-workout. Uh, we had the uh, it was expansion ignition and cognition, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. That was a, and I think that was kind of the things that put me up on the radar because it's because uh, as 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 you see as I said, uh, CMP has been around for twenty two years now, so it's it's definitely in that realm of a veteran legacy brand, uh, which isn't which is not something you you commonly see outside of the US. A lot of the well known, well established brands are, are American, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got I, quite I, a lot of history behind it. It's a bit of a a bit of a, an old man of the the uk supplement industry yeah so like it started off like i mean you've seen there's another brand that's launched recently called chemical warfare like that's actually the original name of cnp um, oh really cnp was was founded as chemical warfare by kerry Kays back in in the 90s um and they it was kind of like a bit of a fun project at the time like they had all sorts of strange products so like there was there was an all-in-one called Die Hard with a Vengeance, and it had a picture of Bruce Willis on the front of it. Like, it was that <laughs> level of crazy. And um, they had a product called The Thing, which was in a in a glorified paint pot. That was the packaging. Um, and there was loads of products like that, which were just started as a, we want to start a cool supplement brand um, in the 90s. So that's kind of how it, how it started. And obviously, Kerry being the guy that he is in the industry, kind of world-renowned guy um obviously brought lots of people together under that under that brand um some of the products in that so the thing which sounds ridiculous actually still exists in the range it's the cmp dessert um oh wow it's yeah and there was a product called dog food um which <laughs> I'm sure we is actually, for dogs. <laughs> no it's actually cmp <laughs> fuel it's the maltodextrin product that we have. Um, so it's, it's weird how stuff's kind of carried through from, from there and kind of stayed. Uh, Just a lot more yeah. professional names, I guess. Well, that's that's exactly it. So ultimately, <laughs> chemical warfare actually started to take off and Kerry thought, actually, this probably isn't the right name for a, for a supplement company. People don't know what it is. So it changed to chemical nutrition products. Um, ah, and okay. kind of took another ramp up and then thought, actually people don't like putting chemicals in them. Maybe we shouldn't call it chemical nutrition products. Yeah. So that got abbreviated to CNP. Um, and that's when Dorian Yates got involved with Kerry. 
Um, so it was CNP Dorian Yates approved for, for a long time. Oh, wow. Um, and that's when Kerry was working um, with everyone who then, who's anyone at the Olympia at that, at that, that time, like on stage with Arnie and, and all sorts. He was, he was the, the man from the UK at that point, um, which was, that, that kind of shows the level of history in the brand. And then wow, yeah. obviously Dorian went, went his own way. He's got his own brand now. Um, so it just became CNP. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of gone from, from there really. Kerry, Kerry sold the business um, a fair few years ago now. Um, and it got taken on by, by another company who, I mean, I won't, I won't go into too much negative, but it, the brand lost its way for a period of time. We'll, we'll say that under, under that leadership. And more recently in the last four years is when we, we took ownership of it as, as protein partners and um, basically started taking the brand back to its roots from what, what was built by Kerry um, as a foundation and kind of adding a, a more up-to-date kind of twist on the products. So bringing all the formulas up to date, bringing up the, the flavor profiles and getting the, the look and feel of the brand and the tone of voice back up to kind of what a, a 2021, as we are now, brand should, should look and feel like. Yeah, that um, makes that makes a lot of sense because like I was saying, it was in 2019 when you did that tri-series and I felt like that was one of the most modern things I had seen from CMP since I could ever remember it. And you had, uh, I think it was the pro EAA and uh, EAAs weren't exactly, uh, I mean, it was BCAs were all the rage uh, prior to that. And so I thought it was interesting that you guys jumped on these things quite quickly. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, and, I, and I guess that was pretty much what you were saying right there was that you, you came in, you, you gave it that modern twist that was needed. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have our own factory. Um, so every, all our powder products are made in-house. So everyone from product development, the technical guys in the lab, um, all the way through to the sales and marketing, we're all in, under one roof. So it allows us to kind of look into trends and act, act on them pretty quickly. So... Like we were the first brand to bring across a lot of the branded ingredients that are kind of just taken for granted in the industry in the UK now. So yeah. um, obviously Matt will know um, over at Vaso 06, like we, we were the guys to bring that over to the UK for the first time. And obviously you see, see that everywhere now. Yeah, um, yeah. Stuff like the Dynamine um, and bits and pieces. We've often been able to, to act quite quickly and get these, get these ingredients um, across the pond, as they'd say, as, uh, as quickly as we can, um, which is why you've obviously seen the UK go into a, a big surge in, in supplements now and seeing the, the level of work across all the brands in the UK kind of go up. I mean, I know we're, we're talking specifically about CMP, but I think the UK supplement industry as a whole has really ramped their, their game up from uh, kind of end of 2019 to now. There's just yeah. been a big I would say that over the past few years, it, it was I mean, the American market has always very much been the, yes, the more the the more hardcore. Like they've been able to put in the ingredients pretty quickly. If something new comes up, they they literally jump on it straight away. If some supplement is doing well with it, you, you, it doesn't take long before you start seeing others using it. I think DMAA, DMHA, Amstrad, 
all those exotic stims over the years proved proved to be the case. Uh, brands were just able to move on them pretty quickly. But I, I, I will say the UK and Europe has um, emerged quite a bit uh, over the past few years in terms of, yeah, pre-workouts, aminos, protein powders, um, and the, the flavor side, I think, is catching up. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just that, in terms that was of, kind of one of the yeah. focuses from last year. One of the focuses last year was to to bring the CMP range up to kind of the forefront with flavors. Um, obviously, having the the facility here allows us to play around quite a lot with that. Um, so we relaunched our our amino products, so CMP um, loaded EAAs uh, got launched, and we decided to go a bit kind of down the sweet shop element with that so we've got like grape gazillions and um what else do we do? cherry cola bottles like proper sweet shop flavors and and they yeah. went down really really well um something a bit different something that people actually look forward to to taking when they're they're training rather than just the lemon and lime fruit punch yeah, yeah, yeah. orange mango that, that were kind of like the the go-to flavors for years and years and we've found the traction on them has been been really good and kind of brought more attention to the brand uh, and pushed that onto other products like propeptide ProMR, which are kind of like more the the foundation legacy products that we will always have in there yeah i've said to a lot of brands about the it was actually i said this to a lot of brands years ago back um when only a handful of brands were doing the the i guess the the fun flavors where you got things like black magic and in products and names that just didn't make sense but you know yeah they just they 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 were intriguing and i said this to a lot of people and says well everyone's doing fruit punch and blue raspberry i mean these odd flavors and experiences they they bring you in they they intrigue you and they work incredibly well uh when you know brands that are coming out with new pre-workouts like every month customers and, and fans of your brand have a hard time not being enticed into trying something else you've got all these things coming out and if you give them another flavor that's another thing that would keep them interested keep them excited i've i've said that and, and i think it's now proven to be the way to go because i would say it's about you still get a lot of brands doing the traditionals the fruit punch the, the blue raspberry but uh they're not without that odd one I like how most brands uh, include at least one or, or even half. They'll do the traditional and then they'll throw in a, a candy or a, a rainbow or a unicorn piss I've seen. It's uh, <laughs> they get yeah, Rick at Strom, yeah, he, he loves his unicorn. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's kind of dependent on category a bit, we find. So customers generally do like to, to flip between brands and are more just looking at on a product great basis rather than the brand basis with pre-workouts because you use a pre-workout you want to try something different there's a lot more hype around different ingredients different effects different flavors on pre-workouts whereas proteins we find people are a bit more kind of brand loyal with the protein so we've got people who've bought pro peptide from us since day dot and have never not bought it um and same with um, our MR product, the the meal replacement, and yeah, there's a there's a hell of a lot of loyalty in in protein powders because ultimately it's for some people it is it is a bit of a spend every month to get your yeah. your big 
two kilo tub of high quality protein and you don't want to take a punt on something that you might buy it take one scoop and think what the hell is that no thank you and then you've spent your your money for the month on on that and have to go and get something else whereas pre-workouts generally you know they're going to taste pretty good and if they don't at least you're going to get a decent effect off them because ultimately from product development side of things the harder formulas are harder to make taste good but you're getting a good formula whereas if if a brand makes a cheap formula and kind of a basic formula and they can't make that taste good then something's gone wrong (laughs) Um, so it's funny that you uh, touch on the protein powder thing because that's actually the reason why we started the protein wars like 10 years eight sorry not 10 actually i think it's close it might be eight nine years ago now because when we did we did all these top categories we would try our favorite pre-workouts and we made a list of our five favorites we tried all our favorite focus formulas fat burners and then we also had a protein powder one and i remember when we bought out our list of favorite protein powders everyone this was back i guess when beef protein was still kind of new and kind of on the rise um and i just noticed like right away that no um people just came out like that's ridiculous way isolate only formulas are the best and someone would say are you serious beef protein is like uh beef muscle meds carnivore was quite popular then and they would say yeah carnivore and someone would say no blends give you the best of all the work and then i was like oh my god this is insane like and people (laughs) were just throwing out like brands and some were arguing about formulas that were very much the same in terms of uh, style uh, isolates and, and, and blends and I was just like, well, shit, we got to take down a list and we got we to gotta figure out a way to see what people want because it was at a time where I shared pre-workout, shared fat burners, and this was the only one where people just lost their shit. And I was yeah. like, okay. so and, and to your point, it's exactly what you're saying. People are just loyal no matter what they did to find that protein powder that they love. They just they just glued to it and it's incredibly hard to pull them away from it and they believe in it and that's why the protein wars came out because people we wanted to see hey ours our list is not right tell us which one is so we've got people voting yeah, exactly and, and 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 even though there are still arguments with it it's a lot less than it was originally yeah definitely i mean we we've always been a bit careful with our proteins because there's there's kind of an expectation for CMP. With... Well, you've been around for so long. I imagine yeah. like people will just lose their shit if you ruin something they've loved for, for that long. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like peptide, for instance, and recover. They're the, they're the two that if something slightly changes, we do get a lot of people get in touch to say, what's what's happened here, guys? Like it's it's slightly different. And it's like, well, actually, we've just got a different supplier of one of the raw ingredients and it's just the texture slightly changed or, or something like that. But oh, everyone wow. is very sensitive to, to it's been like this for so long. And if a slight change happens, they're, they're on it, which is good. Cause I guess yeah. that means our, our customers are, are informed. Um, and then generally when we give them the answer as to what's going on, whether it's something developed within the formulation or whether it's a, a supply element, they're very, very open to, to hearing what we've, what we've done so like peptide for instance that was developed actually with um a guy a bit closer to, to you shane um who was from the the dairy board of new zealand 
um, oh, with, wow. and worked with worked with Kerry um, back in the day to basically make a protein powder that was as close to mother's milk as possible. Oh. Um, yeah, so like really easy on the gut. So that's why um, it uses native whey and native whey isolate in it because it, of the whole kind of um, growth factor elements that that are reported to be to be better within it because they don't get denatured by the the high temperatures because obviously native ways you'll know isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. a product of cheese it's low temperature processed from from milk and all this so um that's that's kind of what peptide was born out of with the added probiotics and, and digestive enzymes so um that's kind of what we've tried to build into a lot of the proteins so all of our ways for instance all have um the probiotics and the um, digestive enzymes in to to help people who are, are taking probably more protein than what their body potentially needs um because they're trying to grow your guts need a, a bit of help sometimes to to get that down and make use of it so we've we've always been mindful of kind of giving a little bit of added value to the proteins rather than just saying there's a bag of protein with chocolate flavoring in it off you go guys and have it for a quid cheaper because it's not got anything extra in it um we're, we're trying to keep that kind of legacy element alive in the brand yeah. as a background but at the same time we still want to be bringing out cool new flavors like the like well what we've got cereal milk was was one we did and an annoyingly one of the best flavors we have which i love just doesn't doesn't move like I, like it should do again <laughs> should probably go into negatives but our chai flavored protein is unbelievable oh, it's, no, I, it's can, I can understand i can understand that one i I'm but not people a... don't click it on a drop down menu on a on a website if it says chocolate strawberry salted caramel chai yeah you never click on the chai, no but... yeah I, I can understand that see i'm a <laughs> I, I am a, a, as much as I like the exotics, like I'll do a fruity cereal. If I'm in a different country or if I'm looking to stock up, if I'm looking to get a buttload of protein and I'm going to pay for it. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not risking it, man. I'm going, I'm exactly. going chocolate. I'm going, <laughs> I've, I've had, um, I know that uh, my wife, she was just like, Oh my God, this brand does uh, green tea protein. She's like, I bet that sounds interesting. And I was like, you know what? I, I know you, she liked, likes the idea. I guarantee you she's not going to drink five pounds of protein powder like that. No one, it, it, it just, it's, it's, a, it's such a big investment. And if you don't like it, what are you, you going to do? You can't, you're not going to, you're not going to throw it away. You just spent a boatload of money on a five pounder. It's, yeah, uh, that's, that's what I mean. Taking it back to that whole loyalty on, on protein powders, that's exactly it. That's exactly why it, it is the way they're it fun. is. With, with I get it. They're fun, but they like I, I would never commit to anything bigger than a two pound. Nah. I think that that seems to be the trending size right now. A lot of brands are doing those twos and and none of the none of the big ones. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't, personally, I could never commit, even if like I'm a big fan of Rocky Road and I've seen brands attempt Rocky Road and I know they're not going to build a nail. The rocky road i know but i mean yeah. i even i wouldn't commit to it more than two pounds of that it's just a it's a risk man we spend yeah, well, it's even like choc money. chocolate flavorings chocolate flavors now we do a lot of export that's been a, a big area of growth for the brand but if you're just going to call it chocolate 
Like what is chocolate? Oh to no, no, you got to You got to mix these days. Places? These days, these days, you got to mix it up. I think with with that rise in fruity cereals and and all these like red velvet and and like you said chai, it, you got to mix it up. I think even though you can't make chocolate as funky and as exotic as those others, you got to at least make it sound like it. I remember I had a brand said, "Oh, we got a new flavor." For our protein powder it's called double chocolate ice cream and i was like oh that's cool and i and i called it a chocolate flavor and when we wrote about it and they said no no no, no. you've got it confused it's double chocolate ice cream and i was like yeah but it's just it's just chocolate right and he's like no 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 it's actually double chocolate ice cream i like, look man you could give me a piece of chocolate and double chocolate ice cream that's not protein powder and i probably couldn't tell you if one's actually double chocolate or not it's 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 but uh, my yeah. point was, is that he really, really wanted to enforce that name, even though I know. It's expectations he, though, isn't it? It's yeah, it is. It is. It's like in the UK, if you say something tastes like chocolate, they're going to think dairy milk from Cadbury's. If they say it oh, to yeah. a Kiwi like you, you're going to say Whitakers well, or something like that. Cab- or... no, you know, Cadbury, Cadbury is uh, New Zealand, Australia too. Yeah. Cool. But, the, yeah, you the, know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. It's, um, no, I know what you mean. So yeah, we, we have to be quite descriptive depending on what market we go into sometimes. I guess I guess it makes sense. Expectations there, but yeah, and then so I mean you, gotta, you can you can mix it up. You can do chocolate mousse. You can do chocolate pudding. You can do you can throw that ice cream pie in there. You can say decadent chocolate. I know a lot of brands mix it up now. That is, it's never just if I see a chocolate and vanilla, just that's the one word. I always said double yeah. check and the label on the tub because. I know that no one names this shit chocolate and vanilla anymore. It's always, <laughs> there's always something else. Yeah. You got to make, get the marketing guys on that. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, hopefully I'm hoping that 2020 was the worst of all this, all this COVID gym shut in. Cause it's, it's been an absolute pain for, for the UK brands and the UK industry for, for supplements. So 2021 with, we're, we're planning as if it's going to get better so i've got plans that are coming up um so yeah it's just we need these gyms opening big time and then people can can start getting back on on what they love um i mean yeah no i'm uh i'm with you i'm making plans or oh, sorry i it, it stopped being plans mid last year i'm now making dreams uh for <laughs> for, for 2021 so fingers extra crossed uh, but not super high ups. But despite everything that went on in 2020, I mean, I cannot go without bringing up Stim Junkie, which you guys bought out in uh, 2020, which is a, uh, a high stim uh, intense pre-workout that focuses really heavily on energy and focus. And while it's not something uh, the industry hasn't seen before in terms of like a high stim pre or a fo- pre-workout that focuses on that side of things, I thought this was pretty big and and it's hard to sort of tell someone it's like this is a big deal when they've seen something before but i'm like this you, you don't understand this is cnp this is like muscle tech or uh, optimum coming out with a gray exotic stim pre-workout this doesn't happen and i thought this was a, a very impressive move from your part not to just uh call it stim junkie and give it that really outreaching name but follow through on it you didn't i mean you didn't put the i've seen some big brands 
put together stuff like that, like intense or hardcore edition or whatever, but very few follow in, follow through and, and put together that, you know, that not that, I guess, borderline, but that gray stem blend. And, and you guys went all in. You had the uh, the the high caffeine. You had the juniper berry, the uh, DMHA. It, it was a, uh, you even had Kana in there, which these aren't things that you typically see a big brand do. But I was, like I said, I was just impressed that because I, I was sitting there and I, I, I had talked to someone about this um, and they were saying, oh man, I'm really excited for CMP Stim Junkie. And I'm like, yeah, but is it going to be like, is, like, is it like, it's you know, a I, risk calling it that, isn't it? If you call it's, a product it's, Stim Junkie, it has to live up to it in, in some way, shape or form. Otherwise you're going to get absolutely slated. I mean, that's um, the thing though, because negative. big brands have done it before. If a smaller brand does it, you're like, okay, they're just trying to get attention. But when big brands do it, I can tell you right now, I've been around for a while and I've never seen a brand go as bold as that and actually follow through on it. In fact, I, I don't think anyone would have expected you to, to, to uh, I guess, go as far uh, yeah, gray I mean, and borderline as you it's, did. It's something that obviously we, although from the outside, we look like a big company because we've been around a long time and we've got our own factory and whatnot. We're basically a team of one, two, like ten. Here, it's it's not a big big company like the likes of Glambier and, and Muscle Tech and, and whatnot. We're we're a really small team. Um, so keeping up with people's expectations sometimes is actually quite hard because it's like, shit, we've got a lot of work to do, and there ain't many of us here to do it. Um, oh, see, I feel like but, you. I feel like it's it's tricky though because because you've been around for so long and you're so established. I think it wouldn't matter if you've got one or 50 people behind you because you've you've got that that survival history it's kind of like animal and universal they're not like a giant i mean they're a big company but they're not a giant giant team but you know yeah. they've been around for so long and it's uh i think you guys you guys are up there i would say yours probably up there in the eyes or in the minds of like uk european fans as much as Optimum Muscle Tech would be, I guess if you're looking at the industry overall, probably not. But I think it's uh, you have that that strength in the name where it's like, oh, that's CMP. Yeah, it's nice to have like, that reputation, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's you're, nice you're established. Yeah, I mean, Stim Junkie was just one of them projects that we thought we've got to do something here to get the brand up to being seen as something cool rather than everyone's kind of that's dirty exactly what I, that's exactly <laughs> what I actually thought was the goal. I was like this has got to this has got to be it like with all these high stem things coming up this has to be them being like the Waking eaa <laughs> the, the various like the easter flavor the halloween flavor all these things you had done seemed like just modern things that up-to-date brands are doing but this was like like again yeah, well, stim junkie actually we we made one we made one batch and we thought we're doing this as a one one hit wonder we're going to make it once it's gone it's gone so we made the batch and it sold out before we'd finished production. So Rachel, our <laughs> our girl who looks after all of our sales, she's an absolute world beater, um, came back saying, all right, I've sold this many. I was like, well, that's only as much as we're making. So we uh, we quickly went out and managed to bring more, more ingredients across and uh, got the batch kind of doubled up in size, um, which then all of that sold. <laughs> so we're like... Christ, we can't keep this product in, but at the same time, it is just a limited edition thing. Um, 
So, yeah, we brought out like a, a half miniature half size to kind of satisfy a need for it as well. And that that all flew out. It was probably the most successful product launch we've ever done, which was kind of nice to see that we brought something out that really resonated with people and got people wanting to kind of buy into the brand. Um, and we've seen that a lot of the customers that that bought into Stim Junkie have now discovered that actually CMP do a decent whey protein or they do decent protein bar and that's it's the, kind of helped the goal, yeah. bring people in which is which is good um and then you touched on as well obviously some of the more quirky flavors um so easter egg and um, we've got a meeting today actually with the team because we're just planning when that's going to go into production again say that's this, uh this easter easter is is as scary as it is it's only like what seven eight weeks ago yeah so we've we've got we're just booking in the production room in the factory probably for for the first week of march um to bring that out again um i think we're just planning on how we're gonna put it out to the market and get some new infographics done for it to, to make it fresh for 2021 um so yeah i mean the guys have been down at um for chris bailey um uk photographer he's uh, an old friend of mine so we do a lot of work with him obviously you see you'll see him at pretty much any bodybuilding show like the the olympia he's, he's there and he was at Dubai with us last uh, year, last December. Yeah, I know. But yeah, he's doing a lot of work closely with us to get our our imagery on point. And obviously it's good having friends like that in the industry. Um, so yeah, I mean, 2021, it's, it's more of the same, but more of the good stuff. So yeah, the, the cool flavors, updating the current products to to live up to the the flavors that we're bringing out so um like our recover product which you don't see too many recover products out on the market anymore because no. they were kind of a bit of a has-been but it's still one of our top selling lines so we've just brought the flavoring up to a 2021 flavoring profile um rather than the the old flavoring profile that was on it and yeah we're hoping that that's going to be a big year for that product as we kind of bring that legacy product back up to kind of seen by everyone rather than just the kind of historical customers. Um, yeah. With, uh, with the stim junkie, um, did you find, or did you think that it might've been, obviously I think the, the, the high stim angle and that, uh, that intense approach that you took played a big part in the success of it. But do you think yeah. the limited side also helped out? Cause I know that obviously when you tell someone, Hey, look, we've only got, five tubs they're going to move a shitload quicker than if you tell them you've got five thousand so do you think there was uh also it's helped a funny out? One because a lot, a lot of people do that um a lot of people say are oh, limited edition when they're not truly a limited edition um, oh yeah yeah <laughs> and we got so a lot of the kind of um distributors and wholesalers they bought a few of them kind of thing oh yeah we'll try it out um and then they realized that loads of people are talking about it. And then they came back saying, oh, we'll, we'll put another order in. We're like, well, you realize we've only got this stock and that will only be it. Um, and they were like, yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll put a little order in. And then they came back a week later saying, we need lots of this sending in. I was like, well, you better hurry up because like, there's even less left now. Um, and I think it, they started to take it seriously that when we say it's a limited edition, it actually is a limited edition. Um, we stay true to that. So, um, well, typically yeah, when brands say that it's limited edition and then it does well, 
it's usually not limited edition anymore. So I think yeah, yeah. It's very so this rare one, that you see that. We're basically planning to bring out another pre-workout for 2021, um, following off the back of Stim Junkie. Um, obviously, like you've mentioned, there is a few ingredients which are grey in that. Um, there's nothing obviously banned in there, but there's the stuff that's been it's kept tonight. It's their borderline grey area. It's, yeah. Yeah. And um, so we're going to be bringing out more of an all in one pre workout, um, which encompasses a bit of Stim Junkie, a bit of expansion, and a bit of a nootropic element, um, and bringing them all together as kind of that Formula One pre workout that still hits hard but has a little bit extra in there with regards to your, your nootropic elements and your, and your pump elements. Um, hoping that it attracts uh, and appeals to, to people who want a bit of everything in a pre-workout for once, because it's something we stepped away from. As you mentioned with the tri-series, we really split out the, the stim yeah. pump and nootropic elements and it worked well um, to a point, but, most brands out there do have that kind of flagship pre-workout where it's it's a be-all to everything. Um, it formula. is much so, it is much more common now for brands. Like a few years ago, it was very rare to have a brand that if they had two pre-workouts, it was usually stim and stim-free. Now I think yeah. it's just as common for brands to have that, like you said, the that all-in-one fully dosed product, like with the the three point two bed alanine, the six citrulline, and so on. And then you get that separate one that's high stim, kind of like a stim junkie, and then I guess a, a complete junkie kind of thing. Uh, yeah, like that that has the all in one. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I quite like that name. We're, we're currently trying to think up um, a cool name for it. So I'll, I'll add that to the list. <laughs> Although I don't know how our customers would feel about being called a complete junkie. Um, I don't know, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's that's one thing that we're looking at for 2021. Um, obviously, we launched our protein bars um, back end of last year, and they, I mean, I, I didn't have too much expectation on them because you're entering a, an arena with the likes of Grenade and PhD Smart Bar and yeah, and man, it's uh, that's not a else. It's I, I know brands when they do it in the US. I'm sort of like, okay, here we go, like. It's going to be the same. It's going to be a, a a bakery barn bar or it's going to be like a nut butter bar. But in the UK and Europe, I've always liked it when new brands come along because they they it, it's usually not the same as others out there, but you also have such immense competition. Like Grenade is 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 just, is just a powerhouse. PhD is no slouch with their great bar. Um, then you have even Warrior Crunch, similar, but another great bar. Like, it's such a small country uh, or region, but you've got some, some crazy competition out there, let alone. Yeah. And, we try and to be a bit different. Very difficult with it. to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. We try to be a little bit different and kind of aim more to, not towards the a bit different to our proteins, really. Our proteins are very much, we want to hit high protein, want them to be high quality, all that. And, not that these bars are, are not high quality, but we've gone down the road of slightly lower protein and really focus on the on the taste and texture. Because ultimately, people who buy protein bars, you don't really buy them for your nutrition. Let's be honest. You buy them yeah. because you want something that tastes good while you're on the go 
or just in your glove compartment in your car or whatever. Um, so we thought we could we could just bang as much protein as we could, but then you're going to end up with a, a solid rock of protein with chocolate coating on it, and that's just going to be another another mediocre protein bar. So we've got a blend, a protein blend in it of, of milk proteins, collagen, and um, so collagen hydrolysate and pea protein isolate. Um, obviously, the, the pea protein feels like a weird addition, but under under high temperatures, it the texture of pea protein when bars are getting manufactured works a lot better, and you still get a high protein yield from it. So that's been that's allowed us to to get this texture absolutely nailed on on the two bar flavors that we've got so far. So um, one of them's uh, chocolate variant um so chocolate brownie and then the other one's a, a very english dessert flavor jam roly-poly i do like the, uh, <laughs> the the uk uh, english brands that do those things and and i always feel i need to remind people um you, you got your your, your roly-polies your, your banoffee which is another traditional um I'm trying to uh bakewell jerry bakewell's another big one yeah yeah I've seen, I remember for a while, I was just like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's just like a cherry, whatever. But because I, I discovered a lot of those flavors when it's in the UK. And I remember kind of learning that this shit isn't available. <laughs> I also yeah, like yeah, it. exactly. In Europe, well, wait, you where you were living like, in the UK is actually not far from Bakewell itself as well. We're probably about 45 minutes from Bakewell where you were. So, well, there you um, go. I didn't actually know that was a place. I just thought, that was, <laughs> I just thought it was a, a name. Oh, well, it's, yeah, no, no. it's similar to um, like in Italy. Uh, I, I like follow a lot of Italian brands, German brands, and they do similar. And I so many times I've had to look up in Brazil as well. I've had to look up what exactly they're talking about. And it and it always it's these these treats or desserts or baked goods that are local to them, traditional to them that probably seem like chocolate and vanilla to you and me. But they very specific to them somehow yeah. twist them like uh the one that i just saw from as uh, a japanese brand called b legend and they do uh they do it more than anyone uh, obviously for japan and they did um a corn soup uh it protein powder and it sounds like such a weird thing but they were i was reading up on it and they said that like miso soups and uh, hot soups and, and and stuff like that are very popular in Japan, and so um, and a lot of them are aren't necessarily Japanese, but they're popular in Japan. And this sweet corn soup is one of them. Yeah. And so they the whole idea wasn't that it was. Um, I was reading their marketing pitch, and it wasn't that it was uh, like a like you would drink a protein shake that's corn flavored. It was um, for for people who don't want to protein powder in the morning and would rather a hot soup they would right. put this and heat it up like you would a soup and that's how you would and you'd spoon it and, and that's how you would have your protein in the morning and i just thought it was the weirdest thing but these guys are very popular and these things sell like crazy so i was like man this some 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 crazy concepts out there and this was just one of those things i imagine to you and me it's weird as hell but to them it's no different from i guess uh the overnight oats that bodybuilders do and whatnot it just yeah exactly it's just a, they, a more savory option isn't it really but again corn corn soup i mean just 
it doesn't you wouldn't pick that on a on a drop down menu on an e-commerce website would you if, if that was a flavor option <laughs> it's just uh, uh, yeah they've did they do green tea they do um they did they did a uh, hibiscus flower protein powder um it was for like a time of year they do crazy flavors and they sell like insane it blows my mind and it um it just kind of gives you a reality check like chocolate and vanilla are, really just normal for i guess a fraction of the world maybe a lot of the world but there's still plenty of countries that are just like nah give me something give me yeah. something else well we we find that to be honest because a lot of our export business um obviously we're, we're in countries all over the world now we're in india we're in australia um pakistan um uae china we've, we've managed to get cmp kind of out there which is is good but again having the, our own factory if there's a, a partner of ours in a specific country that a specific flavor is really good for um yeah we can we can make our whey protein a, fl- a specific flavor for that region and we've done it um previously for india um i mean it wasn't too too varied but it was a specific type of chocolate flavor that they wanted so we we did that um oh, yeah. Obviously, salted caramel does very, very well up in the Nordic regions. So our Icelandic partner, um, that's what prompted us to, to do the salted caramel flavor um, of our protein. And yeah, it's, it's working with these, these export partners that we have that's really kind of helped the brand develop as well. Um, I've said that to so, a lot of supplement companies that um, they were kind of asking how best to approach international. And I said pretty much exactly what you just said. Because so many companies, uh, when I'd be at FIBO and I would see some US brands that I'm familiar with and they'd come over and they'd say, hey, this is our formula for one of the best pre-workouts. And they'd always say to me, people aren't like picking us up. People aren't interested. And I'm like, dude, this is, this is a different ballgame out here, man. You still, pe- people <laughs> still selling amino tablets, right? People still selling like <laughs> shit as arginine standalone capsules. It's like, things that you don't see anymore in the US this is still very very popular in the UK and Europe it it it's like a different country and vice versa i remember talking to a brand out in Poland and they said they they kill it in Poland and eastern europe and they were curious as to how they would approach the US market and i just said if you if you appeal to one country very very well there's a good chance you're not going to appeal to every other country very very well it's a you have to give them something. You have to change things. Like you said, the different chocolate for India. Um, but that's a hard thing to do. You guys seem set up very well for that very thing. Not a lot of yeah. companies are sort of like, hey, my protein's the best. My pre-workout's the best. Deal with it. You know, if you <laughs> if you buy so much, we might do a flavor. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we are, you're right. We are set up to, to move quite quickly and, and kind of help our our partners by creating them something that they they know they can can move well in their country and what their customers want because having like say having the on our own factory and our own lab it's it allows for that which is yeah it's really good but it just obviously as soon as you open that up as an option you, you have a lot <laughs> so of work coming in <laughs> i was gonna say you gotta if you're willing to do that for a new partner uh exactly. it's uh, there's a lot of countries out there <laughs> Yeah, but we're always looking to to get in more, with more. We're talking. To I imagine that you'd be, able to, be cool. you'd be able to tweak the formulas as well, uh, just as easy. Because obviously, 
a lot of those countries have different rules and you know sh things that they can and cannot use and yeah i mean labels as well are a hard one yeah so i mean our pakistan customer um partner we're just redoing all the labels for those at the minute um with specific language on there and we've got a partner in switzerland where we're actually bringing out a tweaked formula of our pre-workout and um eaa products to to fit in with with their requirements in a legislation side of things and that's that's the sort of thing that we do as a brand because we want to be not this not this juggernaut that doesn't move for anyone we want to be someone that you can come to as a brand and say can you help me work to this or to that and yeah. i want to bring cp into my country but here's some stipulations that we need to work to we've, we've got a team here that are are bloody good um i know i'm biased because i hired most <laughs> of them but um a lot of them have really stepped up in the last year and and are doing a really good job here so i'm very proud of them but um and i think it's it shows with the customers that we work with i don't think anyone really works with us and thinks oh they've not gone above and beyond to to help make something happen here so well, i can tell you right now nice. if you're if you're willing to do a flavor like you know without two years of established business or even tweak a label or even change a formula you're probably in one of the five brands that i know that would do that that early for a partner like you very i still know brands that ship the regular original versions <laughs> And just <laughs> and tell them to, and that and then I'll look it up in that country, and they'll have a tweaked label, that's got like yeah. a, a crossed out or a or a whited out, and I'm just like, <laughs> and it, you know it's it's a it's a rarity, and like I said, you're in a unique situation and a very good situation to be able to do that, because that's something distributors and brands can only dream of to be able to do that. Um, yeah, I'm sure I mean, most something that we've worked on quite a lot is a lot of brands find these export partners, they find distributors, wholesalers, whoever, and th they think the sale ends as soon as you sell to that that business partner. Yes, and yeah. then, but it doesn't. The sale only ends once they've sold it to the end consumer. So all of our um, business to business accounts and partners, we really work to support them to sell the brand to their customers because ultimately we won't get another order from wholesaler x if they still have stock on the shelf so we want to help them sell their products in the same way export we want to help them sell the cmp product to their customers because that's how that kind of momentum gets built yeah um and it's it's something that was neglected in in the kind of dark middle ages of cmp i would say um but that's kind of been the biggest focus of, of 2020 is build, getting people to notice the brand again and helping our trade partners get product into, into the hands of con consumers. And it's, it's starting to work and starting to get some good feelings back for the brand that ultimately was, was a bit of an old man um, in, the, in the industry, really. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with how it's going. Just wish COVID had uh, do one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I haven't used that phrase, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think is you've done a great. I, I say you've done a great job because again, I I I knew of CMP. Um, I'd seen it over the decade, it seems, but I hadn't really, 
I guess it never really did anything to kind of pop to me. And then it wasn't until the uh, the tri series and the and then the other flavors and the EAA and then the protein. I but it was the stim junkie to me that really bought CMP. I guess made you serious again. It's it's not an yeah. easy thing to do, and I think a lot of people just just like I said, it's 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 difficult to instill how important it was or how impressive it was for you to do that. Um, I guess put yourselves out there and just say that you know, we still do hardcore shit. We still and hearing all the background stuff as well. I definitely think the brand you've you've done a good job at bringing it up to. I guess where it needs to be uh, in today's age with brands, new brands coming out every damn week, new products coming out every damn day. It's uh, and and I think you've you've put yourselves in a good position, which again is not an easy task. Um, even giants like yeah. Optimum, Muscle Tech, very rarely uh, BSN keep up consistently, and and I guess uh, bring that modern twist. Yeah, I mean, 2021 is all about following up on on that, really. I mean, Stim Junkie is always going to be a, a tough one to follow. Um, I'd be happy with following it up with something that's 70% as good because it was just an unbelievable response that we had. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're hopeful that this year, cleaning up the range a bit, um, getting that tone of voice really ingrained into the, into the market and the new products that are coming out um, are hopefully going to, going to take us up another level which would be be good obviously i'm from a product development background myself so it is all about the products as far as i'm concerned when it comes to the marketing side i'll let the i'll let the um the marketing guys do their do their creative elements um i'm more at home in the lab but um yeah we're we're hopeful that the 2021 once the once everything opens up again that we'll be there we'll be there or thereabouts to to push on well, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see a complete junkie. If that's if that's what it ends up being named, I'm I'm looking forward to the <laughs> the complete junkie. If it is, we'll credit you. We'll credit you. We'll get something on there. <laughs> I mean, I like the sound of it, but when you said it back to me, I was like, yeah, I I, I don't think uh, you know, <laughs> an all-in-one performance enhancing pre-workout is gonna go down well if it's called complete junkie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's. The word junkie can be be turned into a bad aura. Stim junkie is good. junkie is good because it's a it's a nickname and it's established. Complete junkie might be, especially if you don't <laughs> know the fun. the original. But um, well, I thank you for coming on. It was it was great catching up and, and chatting with you. And uh, looking forward to everything you guys have in store for this year. Yeah, really appreciate it, Shane.